Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Hello, Internet. Welcome once again. It's Saturday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means we're live. Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio with another episode of Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up podcast where we bring whatever news we feel like talking about and talk about it. If you're watching on YouTube or on ReadyCheckRadio or listening on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Audible, it's available on all of them. Make sure you go and follow and like and subscribe and all that. If you like what we do here and you want to see more of it, tell all your friends and make sure you support us with those little thumbs up and those comments. We're probably going to want a lot of comments this week because there's a, you know, there's some something big happened, I guess, in gaming. We'll get to it. And we want to know what you think about it. You can always head on over there, right there, to uh, readycheckradio.com to see our latest episodes of this show, The Relic Grind, and get our streamer schedule to see who's streaming and when. One of the gentlemen that does a lot over here and on MMOBomb.com happens to be with us. It's Mr. Jason Winter. How are you, sir? I'm feeling terrible. Why? Because the Yu-Gi-Oh! game is apparently popular. Well, I mean, it was kind of no doubt that it was going to be popular, right? I mean, it was like an official final, like, finally an official full version of the tabletop game digitally instead of, like, the little half games they had been putting up for years. But it's such a bad game. Yeah, I'm going to be doing the first look for it on MMO Bomb uh, this week. Don't, uh, I mean, obviously it's a first look, so I'm not going to be doing a ton of, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! strategy or anything like that. We're looking at the game itself. But uh, it is kind of hard to not get one turn killed in every match when, you're, try -Oh. when you're trying to get right. footage for a first look video. <laughs> what do you got behind, back there? What, what is in the background? Something what? World of Warcraft related. You know, based on that's what we're unusual for about, you. That this is the one piece. Of, this is the one thing I found that I actually have World of Warcraft. It is the Alliance United Epic Collection Volume Two Stein. Oh wow! You can nice. see it is a very large thing. It's got uh, some guys and some other guys on it. Damn, that think, that's okay. fancy. It is it pretty is. fancy. It is a, uh, and you know, it's worth like a few hundred dollars, and I'd be more than willing to give it up to somebody whoever wants it because except this my uh, my. Uh, Sales pitch here. It's very fancy. Uh, <laughs> never been used. Makes a nice sound. It's got it's got stuff on the bottom. Is there a number on it or anything? Just take a picture of it and then sell it as an NFT multiple times. There you go. There you go. That's the way. Just to do mint it. multiple yeah. versions. He's, he's like, yeah. look at look at what I got here. Uh, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. You can find this on eBay account <laughs> for our twelve viewers who are well, for our twelve viewers. They can, maybe they can get a sale. Maybe Winters, I should try putting it up on with eBay or not something. I think Craigslist something. Winter's got stuff on eBay. <laughs> also yeah. on the line, filling in for Yod, who's out of town this week, but joining us in chat is uh, Mr. Zach Sharps. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's been uh, quite cold here, but, you know, it's uh, nothing I'm not used to living. You know, well, I've lived in um, Iowa for a year, so 
used to the cold. I'm um, sorry. And also Pacific Northwest. Well, yeah, it wasn't that great. That's why I moved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here to discuss the big, big news well, this week. Well, we were going to talk about news, but apparently Jason, as Havoc points out in chat, you've now made this show the Ready Check Radio Swap Shop. Uh, so anybody have anything else they want to sell? Chat. You got, dollars, right? you you're 200, 200, 200 from Havoc, bro. You're 250, 250, 250 from Mad Martha. All right, so we got uh, 300. Just start taking bids on stuff. Let chat bring things. We'll do like an Antiques Roadshow and sell it. There yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, gents, the big news this week, the Microsoft Xbox purchase of Activision Blizzard. Well, I, I guess I should say, just for accuracy's sake, the planned purchase because this is still quite a ways off uh this is not expected by microsoft and activision blizzard to complete until q3 2023 so we've got about a year and a half a little more before it'll actually be official 68.7 billion dollar straight cash price tag microsoft 69 sounds better yes sounds nicer we sold for 69 billion uh, they basically just said, hey, you know, give us those account numbers, give us those digits, and we'll send some cash. Uh, so pretty substantial purchase there. Obviously, a lot of SEC uh, scrutiny that's going to happen on this one. I, I mean, that's probably not the bulk of the year and a half. There's going to be a lot of getting systems in line and management in line. Until then, the two companies will be operating autonomously as they always have. And that does mean that on the Activision Blizzard side, one Bobby Kotick will still be in charge up until the actual transition itself. So we kind of like it, the way it broke is there was like rumors at like four or five in the morning, my time. And then by like eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, my time, it, Phil Spencer's post went up and like it was just it maybe a little earlier hours wise. I'm not sure the exact hours, but it was very early morning this week when it happened. And uh we knew that Phil Spencer wasn't done buying things, right? They had bought ZeniMax uh, in interviews. They had said, we're still looking to acquire. We thought, you know what? They could maybe use some, <laughs> buy a Venmo transaction. <laughs> They're like, hey, Bobby, what's that Venmo? Um, <laughs> they, we kind of speculated on previous shows, Jason, where you know maybe Microsoft might want to pick up a Japanese company to kind of help the inroads there. Xbox Series S and X, obviously, by numbers, is doing far better than the Xbox One did in Japan. So that's good news on their front, but still getting trounced in Japan by the PlayStation overall. So we thought, you know, maybe Sega was on the block, and uh, rumors for a while were Square Enix, and Square Enix came out and said, no, 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 we're not for sale. You know, Sony and Microsoft didn't approach us, and they probably did, but they just shot that down and said no. But konami and capcom and like there were a lot of companies there and then boom they bought one of the biggest western companies were you surprised by it how surprised what were your initial thoughts we're going to talk about a lot of different aspects of this topic today chat so we're going to kind of break them down into segments here but you just your initial gut reaction jason when you when you logged in and saw the article up on mmo bomb <laughs> Uh, I didn't see an MO bomb, honestly, first. I was scrolling through Twitter, and people were saying things. I'm like, what are they talking about? And then I finally get to someone talking about the actual thing, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, just, I was certainly surprised to a significant degree. 
maybe like a nine out of ten on the surprise meter. Not completely surprised with everything that's been going on there. It didn't seem that impossible, but I, on some level, I wouldn't have predicted this. But on the other level, I did put in my my predictions for the year at MMO Bomb. Another major MMO RPG company will be bought. So yeah. I think this one qualifies. Yeah, and I think all yeah, of us I'd agreed so. on that show, right? Like we all get that. <laughs> yes, point. you both agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that definitely qualifies. I think WoW definitely qualifies. And even though the sale won't be completed until next year, it was announced mm-hmm. this year, so it qualifies. We all get the points. Yep. Zach, when you when you logged in that day and saw the news, what what immediately went through your noodle? Dude, so I like woke up and looked at my phone and saw this, and I'm just like, a half asleep, like. Am I still dreaming? Because I had some pretty wild dreams that that night. Um, but no, it, it actually happens, and uh, I was I was pretty shocked. And then my other reaction was like, I need to check my options because I actually bet <laughs> on the stock rising with options, and lo and behold, I I cashed out with over a two hundred percent profit on uh, on them. So I was pretty happy about that. Um, actually, was like they were like thirteen and went up three hundred dollars. So it wasn't like any big dollars or anything like that. I just like the play. It was one options, of those things but... where you were like, "Well, shit, I should have taken a few more options while I was there." <laughs> well, I was like, these options are dead because I bought them way too early. I was kind of thinking, you know, Kodak would be removed by you know the holidays or a little after the holidays, but um, it, he was gonna survive, and we'll discuss that. But um, but yeah, I was pretty shocked. Yeah, I kind of like uh, I'm with you, Jason. On it wasn't that surprising that the company was in a position that it might be able to be acquired uh, with you know the stock price falling and PR disasters and leadership concerns and when that stuff tends to pile on year over year over year you know you're you're up for purchase but I didn't think like Microsoft itself or Sony itself was gonna pull the trigger I thought you know maybe we'd try to see EA kind of sneak in there and maybe work a deal or something like that. So I wasn't surprised that it sold. I actually thought it was an Onion article at first when I was like, this has got to be from the Onion. Like, why, you know, why is Microsoft? Yeah, chat, right. You know, maybe I would not have been, I would have been less surprised if it had been Tencent, right? Like Tencent swooping in and picking them up. I don't think up. Tencent would have been able to even do it, at, though. At the exact moment, given what's going on in China. and Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. in it, their it position it, in the it market. It makes it harder, yeah. uh, substantially harder for them to do it, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of like, wow. And then immediately your brain starts rolling, right? Because they were kind of vague with stuff. Obviously, they said, we want to bring as many of these titles to Game Pass as we can. And okay, that makes sense, right? That is the long-term strategy right now on Xbox is whether you are playing via Xbox or PC or phone, they want to get you on Game Pass and they want to get Game Pass on as many devices as possible. And we'll kind of circle back to this later because you know maybe the long-term strategy is... You put Sony in a position where you get Game Pass on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something to think about. It's something to think about because that is the strategy. Push the subscription service. But then you start thinking, Jason, like, what do you do with a subscription to WoW? Does that become part of Game Pass? And, you know, we've got Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 coming up. Now are those potentially exclusives? And these are questions that stemmed from the Zenimax sale, you know, what's going to be now Xbox slash Microsoft exclusive and what aren't you going to be able to play on the PlayStation? A question that really wasn't answered definitively on that side and certainly isn't answered definitively on this side yet either. 
Yeah, I mean, they're always going to say everything's fine. We're going to carry on, keep doing things exactly the same as we ever have, yada, 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 until they don't. That's until they decide they want to make changes. And yeah, like you said, Phil Spencer said, yeah, we're, we have no plans to take stuff off, you know, take games out of Sony, you know, make things exclusive to Game Pass or whatever. But they said the same thing about Bethesda games. So that can always change. Yeah. And Phil Spencer did tweet Zach about this a few days after the sale saying, hey, you know, I'm still in contact with the heads at Sony. We value our relationship with them because, of course, you do. You make money every time Sony sells a game because basically you run all the software in the back end that help build the damn thing. And um, <laughs> so you're making money anyway. And that, you know, obviously no changes, particularly to Call of Duty is the big question mark for, for everybody right now. If you're surfing the Internet, uh, will that be available on PlayStation? The current one's not going away, at least anytime soon. And Phil saying that we have a desire to have future Call of Duties on the PlayStation system. That is a far cry from saying they will be, but at least it, it does give you the public perception of, yeah, they may want exclusives, but they also might be legitimately taking this on a case-by-case -case basis. And which ones give us the best chance to sell units on an exclusive basis and which ones would we not want to sacrifice the bajillions of units sold by trying to force them into an exclusivity? Yeah, so I don't think we're going to see any real impact from this um, for probably three to five years on the exclusives front. Um, I'd agree. There's frankly, contracts already in place that they're going to have to abide by. Yeah, at least on the, the big hitters. I mean, you can count WoW going to console as a big hitter, which I think would be exclusive to Xbox. It, everything's set up for it. It's ready to go. They just need to pull the press the button and, you know, be good to go. You think it um, is? On that front. Oh yeah, there it has um, backend controller support, and then mods right. make it have full controller support. So it's good to go. They just need to launch it. Well, they obviously need to optimize it for it, but it's an older game. It can't be that too that difficult. So that will be something that will probably be more immediate, probably late 2023, early 2024. Diablo 4, I believe, is already confirmed for all the consoles, so that will be fine, um, unless they decide to you know pull back on that. Um, which I doubt because it's already been announced. It depends um, on, on the top contracts, of that, yeah. Yeah, then on top of that, Call of Duty has an exclusivity um, deal with Sony for extras. So depending on how long that is, it's probably three to five year contracts. So whenever that's up, um, that will obviously be you know changed to be probably more catered towards Xbox, but Call of Duty will still probably launch on um, on Sony platforms because of how much money it brings in. Uh, and then you have some of the, the other games like um, StarCraft, I don't think will come to consoles. I, I just don't think you really can make that game work well enough on consoles. Uh, and some of the other hitters as well um, probably, you know, probably won't. But you might see Guitar Hero release and be an Xbox exclusive, like a, a new Guitar Hero and um, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, stuff like that might, you know, pop up on only Xbox moving forward, which would be kind of a a switch of events but um overall you know i think that it's a three to five year thing we're it's going to take a while for us to see the true ramifications of this from an exclusive front yeah and if you're getting starting to get confused about who owns what you're not alone anymore because keep in mind that although you probably know oh, activision blizzard overwatch diablo starcraft world of warcraft 
remember, there was Vivendi and Sierra came in as part of that deal. And then some of those IPs went away and Activision sold them off, but then they retained some. So there's like, yeah, Microsoft pick up, picked up a few companies and not to mention King, right? Which immediately increases their market share in the mobile space, something that Microsoft really hadn't done a lot of and now is one of the biggest players with things like Candy Crush and stuff like that, just the, those well-known mobile franchises. So we do have, we luckily we do get a little bit of help here uh, from a chart by Etter. Uh, you can find this on their Twitter account and on Reddit. Just to give you an idea of the video games and who owns what. And Jason, I got to say, it did make me smile. I was talking to Havoc, my brother on the phone last night about this. And it's one of those topics that like, if you discuss this deal for five minutes with somebody, your brain immediately thinks of something else that is possibly impacted by this deal. And I couldn't help but say, uh, he, when I said, laugh when I said, uh, oh yeah. And by the way, Microsoft now owns basically all of the de facto Sony mascots. So like Crash yep. Bandicoot was not an official mascot, but for those of us that played the PlayStation 1 and the, ever since PS1, yeah. Right, that he was the commercial mascot even though he wasn't directly owned by Sony. Spyro kind of fell into that bucket a little bit too, mm -hmm. and now Microsoft owns both of those. So uh yeah, it's a little it's a little funny to look at and this chart really starts to kind of hammer home. Okay. Who else is available for acquisition? <laughs> <laughs> but it does show that, you know, even on that chart, even on that chart, they only take up one, about one-sixth or even less of the space. So, again, everyone's saying they own everything. No, no, they don't own everything. They own a lot, but... They own an awful it. lot. I mean, it takes them to the third largest gaming company by revenue in the world behind Tencent and Sony. But, percentage speaking to Jason's point, you're talking about 10.7%. About of yep. the gaming industry. And that's according to 2020 stats. So, you know, okay, fine, a little bit year removed, but Microsoft was 6.5% of the gaming uh, space in 2020. And if they had Activision at that time in them, they, it would have been 10.7%. So please stop talking about monopolies, okay? <laughs> like, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that the concerns you have with a monopoly those may be valid, and we'll talk about those in a second, but it actually being a monopoly, it is far from it. And believe me, Microsoft would know they've been sued for that before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know what? It took owning like almost 90% of the PC operating system space for them to get sued for that. 10.7% of the gaming space ain't going to cut it. Now, will there be antitrust regulation investigation into this? Of course. Are there possible problems with this non-monopoly related? Zach, yes, of course. There may be uh, problems with this from a regulatory standpoint. Microsoft doesn't believe they're going to be. It's rumored that they signed a $3 billion break free so that if the deal does not go through, they just end up hand handing Activision $3 billion for the courtesy of giving them a shot at buying them. You don't put mm -hmm. that kind of stipulation in your contracts if that is the case. Uh, if you think antitrust or SEC regulatory oversight is going to present any problems. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, Bobby Kotick's going to make this fly through, quite honestly, because of the fact that he's so atrocious in every way, shape, or form. I mean, I'm not sure if you all watched the, the CNBC interview that they did uh, shortly after this yeah. acquisition, but. 
he got asked about the the harassment thing and the culture and he immediately melted on live tv and that is going to happen for an entire year to the point where if it even gets questioned in congress um at all it's just going to get laughed out the door it's like of course this is fine to do because of the fact the culture is so atrocious and microsoft's isn't that we need to help these employees out by getting them away from Kotick. And this is the only way they were going to do that by according to a lot of the leaks that came out about Kotick's position. He was basically like the wolf on Wall Street where he was like, I'm not leaving. I'm just not fucking leaving. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew he didn't have to. His buddies in the board were going to protect him. And this was the best way for him to try and at least save some of his legacy uh, by taking you know, a company that wasn't that valuable to now selling for 69 billion dollars uh but he he actually knows that that's not really going to save anything uh and that's that's very visible by how much he melts on live tv whenever he gets questioned about it he knows people aren't going to forgive he knows people aren't going to forget and that money's not going to save his bruised ego so so quite frankly here's, yeah it's... here's the unfortunate part of that is if you wanted kodak to have a day of reckoning it ain't gonna happen it just yeah. isn't not only was it unlikely to happen without this purchase you know the yeah. best you probably could have hoped for was the board pulling a vote of no confidence and booting him that's probably the best you could have hoped for had this purchase not happened but now that this purchase has happened there will be in my opinion no reckoning for for bobby kotick on this front the stock is being valued or sold at $95 a share. At the time the sale was announced, I did an MMO Thoughts video where I captured the stock price at the moment. It was just a few hours after the news broke, and it was $82 per share. Uh, now, obviously, short-term investors that might have come on recently may not be all that happy with $95 considering they probably bought in at over 100. But a lot of these heavy-hitting shareholders have been there for decades now when you were talking about stock in the 20s and 30s and 40s. And 95, when they really don't have confidence in Bobby Kotick, it is alleged in some of these interviews, Jason, that you know he kind of had to sell. He resisted from sources mm -hmm. saying, I didn't want this sale to go through. But his board just, he didn't have any leverage with the board anymore to stop these sales. He is doing a massive amount of deflection all over the place. Oh, yeah. And Microsoft obviously isn't going to say anything because, guys, they have to be very careful right now. Yep. Now that they've announced this publicly, they can't come out and say things that might influence the stock price ahead of the actual acquisition. They have to be regulatory careful from Microsoft's side. They can't say, oh yeah, he's out. As soon as we take over, he's out. That'll probably yeah. be the case. I can't imagine why the hell they would want him there. He's a PR drag, if nothing else, but they can't really come out and say that. On Kodak's side, unreal. He was talking to VentureBeat and VentureBeat asked him, you know, why now? And he basically like gave this whole story about how they weren't big enough to reach the ambitions that they had like they needed more people they needed more technology they needed more this and they just weren't going to be able to do it uh and so they replied they replied back and they said and was the sexual harassment <laughs> investigation a factor in all this as it certainly seemed to affect the stock price i'm going to read this to you jason and get your thoughts kodak says i think what affected the stock price more than that is pushing out overwatch and diablo 
And I think people started to see that this year's Call of Duty wasn't performing as well. So I, certain, I think certainly the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filing and the Wall Street Journal article contributed to that, but stocks go up and down for a variety of reasons. I think our view was that a $95 a share was with all cash. That's a really great deal for our shareholders. And so it was an easy and independent judgment. It's a same. It's a great deal. I'll be so happy when I never have to listen to him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it's why. It's because we delayed was, Overwatch and Diablo. Admittedly, it was kind of trending down a little bit. But then when that whole thing started, it was like... And then the Wall Street Journal came in and went whoop again. So, yeah. It's the other way around. The games being delayed had some small impact, but your bullshit had more. So, yeah. 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 And there's, you know, team people from the team saying publicly uh, on Twitter or people who were part of the team saying, you know what? It was delayed because you've been putting different projects on us and then delaying things and then canceling those different parts of adding things to overwatch like you are one of the big reasons that this was delayed setting aside any sexual harassment and stuff like that the producer this coming from um uh, tracy kennedy says bobby tell everyone about the random projects for overwatch one you would all you all would shove on us the team would do overtime for them only to get canceled for months and and for months of overwatch 2 dev to have been lost or how almost entire teams are turning over and citing you as the reason. Don't be shy. I mean, not really pulling any punches when you make a statement like that about. And your... what he said, what he said that you know, well, we didn't have the people or whatever. Yeah, why don't you have the people? Oh, that's why. Right. So yeah. We're all leaving. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Absolutely. So yeah, he's gonna walk away with a huge severance when uh, Microsoft does say, okay, thanks, but no thanks. And then obviously hundreds of millions of dollars from this sale because he is a huge shareholder in the company as well. Will he surface somewhere else? I mean, I would hope not, Zach. I, I, I don't <laughs> think he's going to. Like, who, no. who touches Bobby Kotick in the gaming industry no. at this point? But we have seen far worse, you know, not stick have to the really? super rich when the super rich like to help their buddies. Have we seen actually worse than Bobby Kotick? Have we really get get a job again? Is what I'm saying. That I, I actually debate that. I'm not sure. You have I to don't tell know. Me what it was. Eves Gilmo still runs would... Ubisoft to this day. Yeah, but yeah, but he doesn't. He is not. Again, I think he's not bad. I think he's not bad. As bad. I think. I think Bobby's worse. Yeah, that's that's really the thing. I mean, and that's that's why you see Bobby. Like, it's in like we're comparing which pile of himself. dog shit stinks more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this pile of dog shit stinks definitely the most and i don't think anyone's going to come near him because right now he's trying to defend his legacy and it's just not working um everyone sees right through it uh and that's that's the big issue and i honestly think that the 95 dollars share price some people are mentioning on twitter that's over overvalued it's not it's not i mean to jason's point i mean yeah it was dipping a little bit from the all-time high before all these allegations and whatnot came out but I mean, it was still around $95. It was really the, the Kotick situation that drove it to where it is now. Um, and so, yeah, Kotick probably asked for over $100 a share, but uh, Phil Spencer was like, no, nah, most I could do is like 85 bro, uh, basically where it's at right now because of all these issues. And the Kotick's like, okay, well, let's meet in the middle. Let's do 95 then. And so they just went with 95 uh, I, But I like how yeah, they tried to make it like, 
you know, Microsoft didn't sweep in because they were in a vulnerable position. Yeah, He's like, yeah, it, we've been yeah, talking it's... off and on about stuff for bullshit. Bullshit. Microsoft was like, you're hurting. We'd like you. Here's some cash. <laughs> yep. Bullshit. Well, and Bobby Bobby was backed in a corner, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think he would have actually got forcibly exited, but I'm sure his board was putting a ton of pressure on him. And yeah, that's that's the rumor is that he didn't want this sale. He but the board yeah. he lost all leverage with them. There's also rumors again, rumors, lots of reporting that is like sources, sources, sources. So you really got to be careful with what you're reading right now, uh, and and double check any sources you can. But there are multiple outlets reporting that he was so upset with the bad PR, Jason, that he was actually mm -hmm. considering trying to buy a number of media outlets, including like Kotaku and PC <laughs> <Yes>. Gamer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why did he buy us? And Mobomb. Jeez, we would have totally. Uh, no, no, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could have used that. I could have used some of Bobby's money. Yeah. I don't know. What's this mean for gaming as a whole? Like, obviously, if you're an Xbox fanboy or fangirl, this is probably good news for you, right? More Game Pass stuff. You're always a fan of that. The potential for more exclusives. You're probably a fan of that because you happen to be playing the Xbox. Nintendo's likely to just, like, sit in a corner and do the Nintendo thing they always do, right? They're just, they kind of just carve yeah. this special niche for them. And they're like, yeah, you don't have Mario. Fuck you. We're always going to have Mario. Uh, you don't have this. You don't have this. You don't have this. So, like, I don't really expect them to jump into what I'm, I've been terming a gaming arms race. Uh, but Sony might be a little more apt to think about getting into some type of arms race. Now, don't get me wrong. Sony is not in any danger immediately by this acquisition. Are there concerns? Sure. Do they want to, like, know what's going to happen with Call of Duty, the next Elder Scrolls with the Zenimax? Yeah, Yes, of course. But this isn't immediately like, oh, my, the PlayStation is in trouble. But you are trying now to compete with a company that has a substantial edge on you when it comes to straight cash flow, right? You're, Microsoft isn't just about gaming, obviously. In fact, many years ago, they weren't about gaming at all, uh, period. But due to like cash reserves on hand, Sony could not have pulled the trigger on this type of deal for this price tag based on their cash uh, cash on hand from last year. They just didn't have enough cash on hand. They have plenty, don't get me wrong. They also have easy access to cheap capital. So could they do a big merger? Absolutely. I'm not saying they can't, but Microsoft so just opened up the wallet. Position. <laughs> yeah, open, <laughs> just opened up the wallet and handed a check over. Do mm -hmm. they need to start thinking about possibly doing an acquisition of their own, Jason? We talked a little bit on the Relic Grind about does this leave you know companies like Square Enix a little vulnerable? When this news broke, obviously Sony's stock took a tumble and they lost about $20 billion on paper that day. But your companies like Square Enix, Capcom, Sega, Konami, Bandai Namco, all of their stock went up with all the Wall Street investors anticipating more potential acquisitions. So while I don't feel like they need a gut reaction, they're not in that type of, oh my gosh, danger yet. Do they start thinking maybe, hey, we're cozy with Square Enix. We do a lot of ex timed exclusives with them. And you know what? We really don't want to buy them but we can't afford to have Microsoft buy them. That would be the last thing we would want. 
and of course, all of that would be contingent on the company questioning wanting to be purchased. So there's that to consider too. Are these companies maybe being uh, given another eyeball by Sony right now as for a possible acquisition on their side in the future? It might be, but I don't think they should. I don't think you want to make, like you said, make some kind of jerk reaction about. Yeah, I don't. That would be the worst, I think. Yeah, because one company, if that's how they, if that's how they, Microsoft does business, you don't want to say we have to be exactly the same as them and do exactly the same that they do. You don't want to have to feel like because they made a move, we have to make a move. I think of what you did, what we talked about a while ago with, um, with a Gamigo buying a Fractured. When you said, did they do that because they lost Arcade? Because they lost a sandbox MMO. They said, well, we got to get another sandbox MMO. So let's get Fractured, which is kind of mediocre, really, honestly. So you don't want Sony going, well, we have to buy somebody in either. Either a company that's not that great, or a company that we're going to overpay for, maybe because you know we really want to get Square Enix now, so we're going to throw billions or whatever at that. I think you don't do that. I think you shouldn't make that kind of move just because your competition made that kind of move. Stick with what you're doing, whatever that is, and just go along as you were. Does it leave you vulnerable if you try to take this wait and see approach, though, Zach? When you look at Square Enix and you say, "Man, if Microsoft..." I don't want to buy them, but if Microsoft buys them, now I don't have Final Fantasy, I don't have Dragon Quest, I potentially, I should say. We don't know what's going to be exclusive and what isn't to Xbox. If they grab Capcom, there goes Monster Hunter. You know, I, I don't think they would buy Konami. I think what would happen more likely there is they would probably just buy some IPs from Konami. Uh, I don't yeah. think you want the company. I think you just like, hey, can we have Mega Man in Castlevania? And we'll just, here's, here's a couple bucks. Uh, some type of deal there. But... It, I, again, I kind of look at it like maybe you don't want to acquire these, but you really don't want your competitor to acquire them. Yeah, so I said you want to uh, retract a statement where I said uh, ruin their position because actually Sony, uh, their whole corp actually has more cash on hand than Microsoft did. Um, so, I mean, they have a lot of flexibility. Granted, Sony has a lot of other avenues that they are in as well. Um, so how much of that is actually available for the gaming division? Who knows? But they realistically could go out and buy EA. Uh, that's around $40 billion market cap um, at current price, probably pay you know an extra $10 billion um, or so uh, to acquire EA. And I think that, that if I were to make any prediction, I think EA is probably the one that Sony should go for if they want to go for anyone, particularly because of the sports. Um, you know, they have the MLB, the show or whatever on, on PlayStation, so they could build out their sports um, segment a lot more. And those are cash cows there up the quality of Madden and, and all those series um, and FIFA. And then on top of that, you have the story of, say, a, a Bioware division with Mass Effect, Dragon Age. You have Sortor that they could get on consoles. So there's there's a direct counter there that I think makes sense. I don't think that they need to, though, um, at least in the short term. I think they can wait and see um, for about two years or so to see, you know, how things two year, two or three years, honestly, to see how things shake out, because I don't think this is going to put them at number two in the console race. It might get things up to be a bit more even. But realistically, with Game Pass, even means that Xbox is winning. So they probably want to like that and then pull the trigger. So I, I don't think they should rush into anything, but I think the best play for them to make, if they wanted to make one, is EA. So here, here's the thing, though. Keep in mind, I, I think you were making a correction on me on a, a stat that wasn't... Correction on myself. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because yeah. Sony's cash on hand is nowhere near Microsoft's cash on hand. It's It just isn't. 
Microsoft's cash on hand. And again, cash flow is different from cash on hand. Cash on hand is just what do you have in the bank right now that you yep. can immediately take and spend if you needed to. Microsoft's mm -hmm. cash on hand as of September 30, uh, 30th of last year was $130 billion. Sony's yep. as of the same date was $16 billion. They did some stuff this but uh, not in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. Because the Sony Group Corp is like trillions is what I'm seeing here. Or actually, no, that's... That, oh, that's in JPY. That's oh, JPY, I'm, my buddy. My bad. That threw me off. I'm like, wait a second. So I'm not making a correction. That's yeah. wrong. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. And, yeah, and obviously, still, Microsoft my point stands with EA. Yeah, yeah. The, the point. That's another one is what happens with EA because I think if you're Electronic yeah. Arts, you kind of think, well, hey, anybody want to buy us? <laughs> We're here. <laughs> yeah. We got some titles. Uh, how about a little acquisition? But is so. Let's look at it holistically. Then, from Sony's perspective, is it concerning? Sure. Do they want to probably make a little moves to just shore up some positions? Yeah, maybe. But I don't think to Jason. I agree with you and your point. You don't make them right now. You kind of see, get a bead on what Microsoft wants to do as far as exclusivities and things like that. You're 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 winning right now. Two to one, basically, when it comes to hardware units at the moment. You don't want to give that lead up, but you don't need to sell the farm or try to buy the farm right now in in worry for that. But what do we see as far as like, hey, the World of Warcraft subscription? I think in the Wrath of the Lich King days, yeah, you, you just let that roll. Now in the Shadowlands days with far fewer players and far more or far fewer subs, does that just become part of Game Pass? You know, where, hey, your 15 bucks a month in Game Pass also gets you World of Warcraft, and we're banking on making World of Warcraft people come back, getting into our service, and then being addicted to the service to the point that even if they quit World of Warcraft, we're still getting the 15 bucks. Or is a million players paying $15 a month too valuable to sink into being a freebie as part of the Game Pass? Or do they maybe mix the two and here, you know... If you have Game Pass, World of Warcraft is an additional $3 a month. Like, where do things like that go, do you think? I think that sounds like a pretty smart move, honestly, to have it be a bundle that like you go with Game Pass. Maybe, maybe it's a little extra. Like, Game Pass actually is like $10 a month, I think. But maybe, maybe they have a thing where, oh, if you pay 15 you get that plus a WoW sub. And like you said, they get in because old people back in a WoW, get them back on Game Pass, they stick around for that or, you know, keep the whole thing at some point. So, yeah, I think that would absolutely be a great move for them. At the very least, I think something happens with the sub because, as you said, it's not as great as what it used to be. Is this a good thing for the games themselves? Do you think, Zach, that we're going to see improvements in World of Warcraft? Um, a slowing down and not forcing Call of Duty to be an annual thing that, you know, over the last few years has had some real big hit and miss swings because it's that forced annualized production. Uh, maybe a different focus on... Uh, what the teams do in certain titles. And yes, that may mean leadership and team changes on the actual games themselves that would have to, to come as part of that to refocus. But could these potentially be good things for maybe longtime Blizzard fans, let's say, that look at the titles and go, they just aren't what they used to be. Will this free it up? Or do we have now a little bit more pressure on those teams to deliver because this is such a big purchase? Yeah, so just to Jason's point, I do think the sub will probably be have at least a reduced 
price um in terms of the the teams and the direction of you know future projects and current projects i think this is going to be a massive benefit um quite frankly because if you just look at the historical culture bet um, behind microsoft it's a lot more favorable than activision blizzard even before we learned about the allegations there was a, a down a down trend in terms of um activision as a whole um when it came to their culture um, before uh, the Kotic allegations, just in terms of what they were pushing out, it was very apparent that Kotic was really wanting billion-dollar titles, where Phil Spencer's is going to want quality titles that will cause more people to hop onto Game Pass, which is a huge difference from a you know a gameplay and design perspective that Blizzard's no longer going to have to really think about, okay, well, we need to drive fake engagement in World of Warcraft, so let's go ahead and invalidate everything that happened last patch and make you redo it the next patch, uh, which is something Asmongold always complains about, um, and very rightfully so. Um, so, you know, games like World of Warcraft will now be able to design systems for fun and long-term growth instead of short-term engagement growth that could be talked about on a quarterly report um, with investors. Um, and then same with like Diablo 4. Diablo 4, you know, we don't know what the, the monetization was going to be there. Was it just going to be buy to play or were they going to try and loop something in like they did with Diablo 3? I don't think they would have to that extent, but maybe they would have had paid skins or something. Who who knows with Kodak in charge, what would have happened there. Um, and Overwatch 2, you know, that will actually be able to progress along and that game may actually come back into relevance um, on a, a grander scale that it could have been without of the rumored meddling that was happening with that game um, over the course of, you know, from launch to now. So I think overall it's going to be very good for Activision Blizzard um, from an employee standpoint and also from a game standpoint. Yeah, Havoc bringing up one that I've seen commented uh, a lot on sites, including uh, over on MMO Bomb, uh, Two-Way Street, Microsoft... Yay, now you have the Battle.net launcher, which whether or not you like launchers, the Battle.net one is one of the better ones out there, if not yep. the best launcher out there. And two, if you're not all that thrilled with uh, Activision Blizzard's server architecture, Microsoft knows a thing or two uh, about the server architecture, uh, and they have some resources that they might be able to take advantage of there. Jason, is this a good thing for the employee? of Activision Blizzard. Obviously, Xbox has had issues in the past, maybe not to the degree that we see with Activision Blizzard. Maybe it was, we just weren't aware of them at the time. They didn't come out uh, as publicly as these have. Who knows? But Phil Spencer has been open saying, you know, we don't have a, a blemishless past either, uh, but we've learned from that and we've evolved and we use that as part of our directing our train going forward. So there's, I've seen tweets, some from Dr Jason Schreier talking to some employees saying, you know, they are um, happy or, or looking forward to uh, working for this company because they have peers at these companies that say the culture is better. Uh, but then there's also the concerns of, you know, potential layoffs or reduction in workforces or reducing uh, redundancies and things like that, that people may be out of a job. Then you also still have... Uh, calls to unionization. Congratulations to a group of Raven Software uh, uh, teams who, the QA teams, they did pass a union vote and have sent letters to management at Raven Software and Activision Blizzard asking for formal rec rec uh, recognition of the union. Activision Blizzard just basically gave a two-paragraph statement that said, we're reviewing it. 
Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But what about the employees? Is this a net good for those employees? I think it could be, but I think you also have to realize that the issues weren't just, it wasn't just Bobby Kotick and once he's gone, that it'll all be solved because there were other people up in the you know executive suite that were issues. You had Fran Townsend, you had uh, Brian Bulatow, or what's that, that was name? anyway, the, the one guy wrote the letter about the, oh, we shouldn't unionize because this or that. So there are other people at Activision Blizzard that I would not feel comfortable working under. And until they're also addressed and hopefully kicked out the door alongside you know, Bobby Kotick, then it's, I won't say nothing will change because as you said, you know, Phil Spencer, I think, and, and the guys at Microsoft will do a better job of that. But as long as those people are intermediaries to go to the higher ups, you're still gonna have a lot of those same issues. Yeah, I always tend to like do this, right? Like I like Phil Spencer. Uh, I, I think he's intelligent about focus and where they're going. He's brilliantly crafted this, I'm a gamer just like you persona. Uh, that works to his benefit. But please, ladies and gentlemen, remember, we are talking about a multi-billion, a trillion-dollar corporation when it comes to yep. Microsoft. They are a corporation, okay? They are not buying this company to make things necessarily better for us as consumers and players and better for... They are buying it because in the end, it fits their strategy to make money. Now, the persona is a great thing, and do I think he might have some perspectives that other CEOs don't that maybe are a little more consumer-centric? Yes. Are they making this deal as consumer-centric stuff? Eh, no. As much as they want to say, we want games to be available for everybody on as many platforms as possible and as easy as possible, and that's why we're doing this, and that's why we're doing that, there might be a small kernel of truth to that, but the other 99% of it is because we think it'll be profitable at the end of the day. Somebody in chat, uh, Yad, asking with Game Pass, what happens with Battle.net? Nothing needs to happen to it. Um, multiple titles. I think titles, it will over time, though. Uh, probably. I mean, it'll just be integrated. Yeah. But, uh, but the nothing account needs reconciliation, to, oof. Yeah, nothing really needs to, ha <laughs> yeah, needs to happen. There are games on Game Pass that latch out to other launchers already. Um, actually, Rainbow Six Extraction, like, which right, just well, came out this week, like is one, one yeah. of them. As soon as you click it on Game Pass, it ties your Game Pass account with your permission. It ties your Game Pass account to your Ubisoft Connect account and then launches the game through Ubisoft Connect, not through the Game Pass Xbox app. So Steam does that with yep. uh, EA yeah. games. With, yeah, so, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, what does this do for the legal stuff? Uh, obviously, this type of stuff doesn't make investigations go away, right? The DFEH is... By the way, I was commenting with somebody on, on a site. It might have been MMO Bomb. Uh, I did an MMO thoughts video on this, and they were they they say they they expressed thoughts about a monopoly, and I was like, well, it's not technically a monopoly, but your concerns on why a monopoly might be bad, I think, are valid to discuss here, and we had a nice chat about those. But then they were like, you know, this is all unsubstantiated rumors, all this stuff that's gone on with Blizzard. I'm like, wait, unsubstantiated, unverifiable rumors. Mike, those what are the people that aren't worth responding to anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't even talk about them anymore. About? But Don't what even. does this do to those investigations, right? The DFEH is still, they've filed their charges. The SEC is in the middle of their investigations. There are a lot of things that are still on the table here. Now, at the end of the day, depending on if things settle and when things settle, as far as legally speaking, I mean, um, Microsoft might end up eating some of this cost too uh, mm -hmm. for these types of things. If they settle beforehand, 
fine. If they settle afterhand or they go to court, and I, I don't think if it goes this far, I don't think Microsoft lets these go to court. I think if we're no. if, if Microsoft takes over next year and these things haven't been settled, I think Microsoft moves to settle. Like <laughs> they, they they file petitions to to try and get injunctive relief and and do some settling. Um, but in the meantime, what happens? Like if you're the DFEH, are you kind of like all right? Well, maybe we wait and see what happens. Or too little, too late. You already committed the crime. It's time to pay, Zach. Well, it's a too little, too late, but I think what is understated is we don't really know the the whole acquisition package and whether or not there was money allocated for settling these. I would assume that there probably is, um, that you know the, the shareholders of Activision Blizzard aren't going to get exactly every single bit of this money. There's probably something allocated um, to to this, these legal costs because Microsoft knows that they exist. So either they're like, okay, we're just going to eat it, which is valid. They very well might or they built that into their package overall, which is possible. Um, but I do think, as you mentioned, it's going to be one of those cases where Microsoft is going to settle these as soon as possible um, and just to get them, just to get behind them because they yeah. know that they're not gonna be able to potentially minimize a whole lot if they go to court and stand trial and, and have all that play out. It ruins the brand. Then you'd have to have a bunch of executives come in and, and, and spend a bunch of time there. You don't know how far it's going to escalate based off of what happens there. So it's much safer just to settle and move on. Um, and then on top of that, you know, with the culture change with Microsoft, they're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future. Because I do think that when it comes to redundancies, I think Phil will probably remove some of the, the demons that are in Activision Blizzard still. Um, but as far as the other employees that are lower, you know, on the totem pole, I do see because of the employee counts that being affected too. Um, so yeah, we're talking about Activision Blizzard with yeah. 9,500 employees. Yeah. Versus what was it like 5,000 for everything else yeah. that Microsoft has in the gaming division? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, they're inheriting a lot, but I think when it comes to the trials, I don't think that's as big of a, a concern for them. I think they're just going to settle and, and move on. <laughs> I just imagine them, Jason, in the room where he's like, <clears throat> Kodak's like uh, $100 or $100 per share. And uh, Phil Spencer's like, uh, buddy, I'm going to have to pay because you guys couldn't keep your hands off of people. 95 no, no, is the highest I'm going. No, you have to pay. It's because of the, the games not coming out. <laughs> right. Time. That's, no, yeah, no, it's because Overwatch was delayed. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> but I mean, realistically, would the settling even be anywhere north of a billion? I don't really think no, so. No. No, no, I mean, yeah, the Riot so thing was 100 million. So I yeah, use that as so a. So it's not going to be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. No. Oh, compared to sixty-eight billion or whatever. So yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I mean that this is the we're talking the rounding about rounding error. Those whatever settlements, even if we're like, wow, that's a big settlement in the grand scheme of Microsoft's financial uh, position. That's money that's like sitting in Bill Gates it's and a Phil Spencer's. Error. Yeah, it's it's in the yeah. miscellaneous line of the P and L. Uh, they don't even know what it's. They find it in the couch cushions, for God's sakes. What about unionization efforts, though, Jason? Should those continue? We've seen that they are. Uh, yeah. At least publicly, they have said we've still planned to. Should they? You know, should that just be a separate topic? Because to me right now, it is. Like, I look at the video game space unionizing independently of the Activision Blizzard situation now. I've kind of moved it onto its own that I think there is broad-scale 
benefits that can be brought in unionization in that particular industry. Um, and so I don't think these should stop. I don't think they should have a, well, let's wait and see what the new overlords do. No, the new overlords are just as interested in making money. If you still want to get out of crunch and, th and things like that, you need to, to represent yourselves like this probably. So I feel like they should continue. They are from what they've said publicly, but do you see a scenario where possibly maybe there is a wait and see approach about the acquisition? No, I mean, I think they should just go forward as they always have been because you never know if the next boss is going to be better or worse than the last boss. And not only in Blizzard, but of course other companies around, other game developers around the world are... They're not getting acquired, so they should just keep moving forward because they could be next. They could be the next one that has the big expose or their CEO does something or whatever. So, yeah, they're, they're, it shouldn't just keep going. Just keep going. Final thoughts. Yeah, Final thoughts, Zach, on the entire the entire deal. Anything that we haven't really hit as a sole topic that you want to bring up or just some parting words of wisdom for from you? Yeah, so I, it's on the union front. I think that's the trickier matter than the lawsuits, quite frankly because um, they, they can estimate the fixed cost of you know yeah. a lawsuit. But when it comes to unionization, that's a structure thing. Um, and I think Microsoft probably won't fight it as hard, but they're going to fight it um, once they, they take over. But when it really boils down to the entire overall picture, um, I, I think that it's a net good for you know everyone except for those who only play on the PlayStation. Um, everyone else is going to get lower... Um, cost per game um, released by Activision Blizzard because of Game Pass. So you're going to be saving money. Uh, and then on top of that, when it comes to these games, I think they're going to have a net gain in terms of quality because they no longer will have to fish um, for a ton of revenue streams like they would have had to in the past. Um, I also would bet money that this is going to fly through and not get blocked in any way, shape, or form quite for, because of the data that we, you know, covered with the 10% the market share, number three in position. Um, and then also the fact this isn't a platform play, um, like uh, buying Steam, for instance, would right. be. That would be definitely blocked, I think, in, um, when it comes down to it. But um, overall, I think it's a, a good move by Microsoft. I think that Sony doesn't need to immediately react. If they do, they probably would want to go after like an EA, um, another big hitter um, that's in the industry and something that would make sense for their portfolio. Um, I think that we won't see the immediate effects of this for, you know, three to five years. It closes in tw uh, mid-2023. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, then they have to, you know, plan out their attack, which I'm sure there's probably some contracts that they've already worked up to maybe get some games on Game Pass um, right now um, and then, you know, wait and see on the rest of the portfolio. Um, but those contracts would be dependent on a lot of different things. So, um, and it wouldn't at all negate that from the PlayStation brand. So it's everyone except for, like I said, PlayStation only folks, I think are completely, should be fine with this. It's not a big deal. Um, Game Pass isn't going to remove your capability of buying games. In fact, I see Microsoft strengthening their partnerships with uh, with Steam, for instance, because no one wants to use the Microsoft Store. And that's where everyone buys their games is on Steam on the PC side. So the only benefit for them would be, you know, buying games, obviously, on the Xbox. But I, it's a good it's a good thing. I, I like it a lot. Um, but I do see why Sony only gamers are are going to be frustrated by this for sure. EA, I think, is a tough grab for Sony right now. Market cap at about $39 billion for EA. Now, market cap is not what the company would be sold for, of course, but gives you a rough idea, and I just think that's 
you start getting into stock options as being part of the deal, and I don't think Sony wants to, to do anything like that right now, and I don't think they need to. It's This is not a knee-jerk reaction time. <sighs> Xbox fans, you got to love this. PC gaming fans, you probably got to love this. If you're concerned about Sony, then you probably don't love this. And Jason, like, I like it, but I'm in a very weird position where it doesn't matter. Put it on any platform. I own it. I'm going to play it. That's a blessed position to be talking from. I, I get that. I do have concerns that it creates a bit of an arms race in the industry over the next five or six years where maybe right now there are all these different companies, but in five or six years, do we still have all of those different companies or is everything basically, for all intents and purposes, owned by Tencent, owned by Sony, or owned by Microsoft and Nintendo just continues to do its own little thing. And, well, little. It's billions, but little thing. And in that case, I don't like where that could potentially lead. Are we going there? I don't know. Uh, we might, though. And I don't like that because that does start to stifle competition, creativity. You know, Sony, if, they, if Xbox bought Square Enix, then all of a sudden Sony has to start considering how to make their own RP, uh, uh, RPGs to compete with something like Final Fantasy. If everything's under all the same umbrellas, you lose that, hey, Battlefield better be good this year because Call of Duty sucked this year or vice versa. And in some years you get like we did this year and both aren't that great. So I, am I a little nervous on where it could lead? Yeah, but it's a hypothetical could there. As an Xbox and a PC gamer, I like the play. I also like to play because it coincides with Game Pass being their strategy. And yes, we know that Sony is going to be working up their own subscription. They, they've all but said publicly themselves that they are. Um, they have to. But, you know, honestly, maybe this gets to the point where you have Sony just go, you know what, put Game Pass on the PlayStation. I mean, it will we'll take the service. Uh, and maybe that's the, like, ridiculous long-term goal for Xbox. But... You know, I'm don't, I don't see it out of the realm of possibility uh, at some point if PlayStation's subscription service just totally, you know, wasn't worth it when it came out. Final uh, thoughts, Jason. I, I don't think it's going to be any different than it really would have been. This was already happening. People are, their companies are still buying other companies. Everything was still getting bought by Tencent or whatever. And you saw the chart. It's still... There's still a lot of room there for, you know, Sony or whatever to buy whatever they want. Still have a lot more stuff out there. And I think of it like, like I heard a story about like a restaurant shutting down once. People were like, oh no, this place I've been to for 20 years, it's gone now. It's so terrible. Why are we losing this restaurant? And I'm like, yeah, but over the last 20 years, how many other restaurants have popped up in that time? And I think the same thing, like in five years, if Sony buys Square Enix, okay, so great. But... Look at the last five years. Look at the, look at the RPGs. Look at the companies that come out of nowhere for that. You know, CD Projekt Red, PUBG, huge, huge titles that have been enormous. And if this stuff gets bought up in five years, somebody else will replace it. There'll be other big stuff there. So I'm not panicking. I'm not. I'm not worried about some great consolidation because it's if it does happen, there could be other things taking up that space. I'm in Jason's camp on the consolidation. Yeah, like I said, I'm not worried about it, but I could see it as a potential hypothetical outcome, and I wouldn't want it to go there. I wouldn't. But I don't want think this has anything there. to do with it. Like I said, I think this was already happening yeah. before. This is just another one of them. So you know, if it wasn't Microsoft, it would have been Amazon or Facebook, and that would. Yeah, they're all worse. trying to create their all damn meta <laughs> metaverses at this yeah. point. So 
You know, and this does help Microsoft in the fight uh, against the Facebook front too, which was a totally different portion of this that you know really doesn't apply to what we're talking about here today. So we didn't cover that one in depth. Uh, I had a bunch of like miscellaneous news to cover, depending on whether this went shorter or longer. I'm just going to tell you the PlayStation 5 is patenting. They haven't made it, and maybe they won't. They've patented a new controller concept for the PlayStation 5 that has a thumbstick that can actually depress into its socket. So that makes it a little, I guess, better for storage and maybe a little more comfortable, uh, potentially. Jason, you said you had a thought on this particular patent. You know, as someone who actually has had wrist problems sometimes with playing games, this something like that, anything that would relieve a little bit of the pressure on the thumb when I do stuff for a long time, could actually be... a Something I'd be interested in. So there you go. Whether they'll make one old, or old not, man, it's for old man gamers like me. Whether they'll make one or not, we'll see. But they did get that patent. Uh, patent. Uh, and by the way, on the Bioware front, we're not going to see Dragon Age this year. Although you know they didn't say we were going to, but there's basically no chance that that's coming out um, this year. Expect that in yeah. 2023. And, we'll probably see it, but not. Oh yeah, yeah. Know, as released. far as release, as far as release, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I do yeah. like that. Uh, according to Gamespot, former Dragon Age producer <laughs> went out and just said Bioware magic is bullshit. Uh, and basically, <laughs> in a in a interview, there was talking about. Yeah, it's actually called poor planning. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Where production does the hockey stick approach, where you don't make any progress, any progress, and and then all of a sudden it all starts coming together, and you you make a bunch of progress. Now he did say this is uh, from Mark Dara, who left the company in I think like 2020, right? So this is pretty recently. He said, "Hey, they they don't really say Bioware magic there." By the time I left, there was one or two heads that kind of used it. But it's a bullshit process. It's putting a name on something that's saying, don't worry, don't freak out, because we know at a future date it's all going to get faster and it's all going to work out. But the reality is that working out, that's where crunch comes from and that's where delayed games come from. Bioware magic is bullshit. <laughs> it reminds me when I, I worked with someone who, uh, when we were on deadline for something, and she was like, oh, don't worry, it'll get done somehow. And I'm like, yeah, it'll get done because you're not going to be doing because someone else is going to do the work right. that you're not doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, and That's hey, Tencent, Tencent and Disney are making an Avatar MMO because jump on those movie trends <laughs> when they're hot, gang. And you know? uh, oh, by the way, That's not going to go anywhere. By the way, it's 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 mobile. Let's go do games yeah. of the week. Games of the Week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo here. Each of our three hosts is going to give you a game. Could be something they're playing now, played in the past, never played before, but they just think you should. Could be tabletop, video game, console, PC. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. And you let us know in the comments on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com who gave the best recommendation for this week. Uh, Zach, you're the guest. You get to go first. Yeah, so I'm going to give a, a little shout-out to Rainbow Six Extraction because I, I played a little bit of it, um, not a ton, um, but I, I thought it was pretty interesting, and I'm going to play a little bit more of it and see if it's even better than um, you know a lot of us expected it to be. I mean, I, I still think it's, it definitely needed to be on Game Pass. I, I think that it definitely it is. wasn't ever going to release. Well, that's what I'm saying, is it definitely needed to be. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 no. 
No, I say like, that they released it like, without it is, Game dummy, Pass. It why'd you bad. pay for it? <laughs> Just eat something. And we will talk yeah. about Rainbow Six next week. It was in the notes for this week in case we needed it, but I yeah. know Yod's checking it out too. Maybe Jason, Yod, and I will do a, a stream at some point with the three of us. Jason, are you going to... Oh, actually, I guess we should talk about that. Are you going to do the first look on MMO Bomb for that one? While Maybe I do Yu-Gi-Oh! Yay! Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Zach. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I think that definitely needed to be on Game Pass, which it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it releasing at 60 was always going to be a mistake, and even releasing at 40 would be a mistake. There's just so much taken from Rainbow Six Siege that, yeah, there's a lot of work that probably went into making it as polished and refined as it is. But on top of that, it's like, well, if you already have the character controller, you already have a lot of the mechanics built in place, it's hard to justify anything north of 30 really for the game um when i think they even had an add-on for siege back in the day that was kind of similar in some yeah, sense obviously there's a lot more to this game than that but there, yes course. you are right yeah. you are right yeah um but yeah i i enjoyed it and um i'll be playing a bit more of it um i was gonna give it to god of war though but it's a bit too generic and it's 2018 um game but yeah so either of those two yeah, I have mixed feelings on Rainbow Six now, but I, I still have a lot more. You know, I'm very early in it, so I'm not going to make any judgments on it. We'll talk about it on next week's show. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, I'm going to give mine to uh, Subnautica Below Zero. Finally get into the sequel to that after really enjoying the first one and enjoying the second one just as so much. It's basically the same game, but just with a slightly different setting and uh, you know different mysteries and so forth to solve. So if you like the first one, you'll definitely like the second. I'm going to give mine that a lot. to Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a Yu-Gi-Oh! player. I streamed a little bit of it on Monday in my Final Fantasy TCG stream on Ready Check. And uh, yeah, you know what? I had fun and everything. I got to do the first look for it. I don't like some of their monetization. We'll talk about that in the first look video this week. I, I think, yeah. But uh, you know what? I had fun in my stream hanging out with everybody, so I'm going to give it to the, to that for that. You Yugi fans, obviously, you're going to love it. Uh, but, yeah. And I just wanted to piss Jason off, so let's see who wins. Let's see who wins. Chat, don't go anywhere after the show. We've got a Torchwick coming live with the stream. How are you, sir? You cannot stop me, Yugi. <laughs> Duel. What are you playing tonight, sir? Uh, we're going to be playing some more Majora's Mask. Are you, you're, yeah, are you like even food. almost close to being done? Because I just thought it was ironic that you're playing an N64 game, like forcing this to work on a stream and everything, just in time to find out Nintendo's putting Majora's Mask on Switch Online. <laughs> if if my luck holds true, I will beat the game the same week they do that. Yeah, Hard probably. Of the cards. Probably. <laughs> probably. Don't go anywhere, chat. Torchwick will be live right after the stream here. Uh, of course, we'll be back next Saturday with another episode of Gaming Gumbo. Don't miss, miss the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix show that airs Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on Ready Check Radio as well, or any of the volunteer streamers who hang out here. Uh, we love them all. Thank you so much. Until next week, Zach, where can everybody find you? Everyone can find me on Twitter um, at Heltherian, uh, and then also Heltherius Games as well. How's the game going, by the way? going good um it's been working on working on the ui and uh then i'm going to be working on refining the the intro um but yeah i mean if you want to check out my game it is on steam knights of the forgotten realm um all the wish lists are appreciated because it does help me out with that uh steam algorithm beast so indeed, appreciate it. indeed go hit it up jason 
Uh, find me on Twitter at Winter Formal and streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter, where you will not see me playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. He, he was like, good <laughs> thing you didn't ask me to do the first look, because it would have been the first time I just told you no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne. What the hell? Oh, the slide's up. Follow me right there, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, and we'll tweet you every time we go live. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.